This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance Descott. Thanks for joining me again. We've got a very interesting episode of The Drop. It's been about 36 hours since the Blues lost to the Panthers, and I wanted to give it some time so everyone could calm down, everyone could take a deep breath. Those that are being totally negative can maybe step it down a notch. Those that are being sickly positive and are talking about the Blues still being a great contender for the Stanley Cup and should still be considered one of the top couple teams in the Western Conference, both sides need to maybe tone it down a notch. Let's not be so positive. Let's not be so negative. Let's keep it even keel. There's a lot of bad things going on with the Blues right now. They scored four goals against Florida, which if I'd have told you before the game, the Blues are going to score four goals. You'd probably say, hey, the Blues have a pretty good chance of winning this game. They're going to most likely beat Florida. But then you find out, or you probably already know, the Panthers scored seven goals. And yeah, one of those was an empty net goal, but still they lost 7-4. to four. Before we get into the game, get into the highlights, I wanted to talk about the NHL All-Star Game. We've got that coming up and wanted to go over a couple of the divisions before we get into the Blues game and who was picked. And then after we go over the Blues highlights, we'll end it with the other two uh, division All-Star appearances and kind of delve into it. We're going to start off in the Eastern Conference. We'll save the Western Conference for last so we can talk a little bit more about it. In the Atlantic Division, we'll have Alexander Barkov, Jack Eckel, Nikita Kucherov, Brad Marchand, Austin Matthews, Steve Stamkos, Mike Green, Victor Hedman, Eric Carlson, Carey Price, and Andre Vasilevsky. The head coach of that team will, of course, be John Cooper, the head coach of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Getting into the other Eastern Conference Division, the Metropolitan Division, the two goalies will be Braden Holtby, Henrik Lundqvist. The forwards will be Josh Bailey, Sidney Crosby, Claude Giroux, Taylor Hall, and Alex Ovechkin and John Tavares. Defense will have Noah Hannafin, Seth Jones, and Chris Letang. The head coach will be the Capitals head coach, Barry Trotz. So let's go ahead and we'll get into the Blues highlights of their game against the Panthers. Then we'll end the podcast with the rest of the All-Star rosters. So please stick around. I'm also going to get into my thoughts on the All-Star game and what it actually is and what it actually means for the NHL. The Blues started off on a very, very positive note. They played very well in the first few minutes of this game against the Panthers. Panthers did have a few opportunities, but Jake Allen was playing pretty good. You thought this was going to be a very good game for the Blues as they took a 2-1 to lead early in the first period. Dress tonight. Blues drop it off for Ivan Barbashev to the net. Edmondson is there. Stasny, and he scores! 48 seconds in. Stasny gives the Blues a 1-0 lead. Ah, the Blues doing a better job of getting tighter to the net, scoring goals. And this one is right on the doorstep. Looked like Stasny actually collided or fell over top of Reimer, but you can see he spins away from his check. 
Now Reimers goes over to his right, lunges for it, ends up on his belly. And for whatever reason he does so, he loses his balance. And yeah, he's taken away the bottom of the ice, but Stassi's got a wide open net. Nice little tap in there for Stassi to start this hockey game. He has played really, really well. Set up four on four. Shen to Tarasenko, wide open. puck movement there in a four-on-four -four situation. And like the first goal where Edmondson jumps into the play, this time it's Colton Pareko. It's going to go back to the left. A nice reverse there. And Shen plays it back to Tarasenko, who easily finds Colton Pareko. And Tarasenko's got his head up all the way. The pass goes right between the legs of Joel Edmondson. And on one knee, Pareko looks like a 50-goal scorer right there. Blues are looking awesome at this point. Just a great... Great first period for the Blues so far. Eight minutes in, they're already up two to nothing. That first goal by Stasny. Right place, right time, right around the net. That would be his 10th goal of the year. Edmondson gets his ninth assist. Barbashev gets his third assist. 48 seconds in, one to nothing. A great goal by Colton Pareko, his fifth. Tarasenko gets his 25th assist. Shin gets his 27th assist. Eight minutes, five seconds in. The Blues are up two to nothing. That would not last very long. I thought the Blues really started losing control of this game after that. They didn't play terrible, but their defense, they're just standing around, and you cannot do that. The Panthers would come back with two goals in the first period, one by Ekblad and one by Barkov. He's looking like he's going to be a very, very good player. They tie this game up at two each. Now hands to Yandel. In front of chance, they score! answer back quickly it's two to one right back at you whatever term you want to use ditto right back at you that is Yandel finding his partner Ekblad in a very similar very similar play where we saw both goals by the St. Louis Blues watch nobody's coming back on the Blues side and you've got Ekblad coming in all alone makes a pretty play goes to the backhand and boy, is he happy. Here's Dadnoff trying to get a step. He's in. Dadnoff. And he lost it at the goal line. And put it front score. It's a flexion off Barkov. Huberto to Barkov. And we are tied at two. You can call that goal anything you want. When a guy averages six shots on goal per game over the last seven games and is only able to get one goal, that's when things can change. And now it goes off his skate. I don't believe he touched his stick. It will be a good goal, but that puck goes right to the front of the net from Huberto, and it goes off of Barkov's skate. We are now tied at two each. Just a, just a bad, bad luck goal, that second win by Barkov. Going off the skate, not much Jake Allen can do on that. Ekblad gets that first goal to make it two to one. His seventh. Yandel gets his 20th assist. Majin gets his third assist, 9-14 into the first. And like I said, that second goal by Barkov is 14th of the year. Huberto gets his 26th assist. Dadanoff gets his 17th assist, 16-57 in. It's 2-2. Two two. Going out of the first period, I thought the Blues were pretty fortunate. Florida outshot them 15-7 and had a lot more good quality chances against Jake Allen. Going into the second the Blues really need to show something. And it started off in a positive fashion. Four minutes and 17 seconds in, Tarasenko gets his 19th goal. And the Blues take a 3-2 lead early in the second period. And now the Blues counter for Barbershop. Great pass to Tarasenko in a goal. He scores! Tarasenko! 
the sights on that stick like a sniper. Stassi with some speed through the neutral, goes to the back end, Barbashev to the far side, lines Vladdy Tarasenko. Cross seam pass again, an excellent pass. Oh, there's not much room right there, but he finds a spot off the bar and in. Just a great, great goal. It was one of his normal goals where you just beat the goalie where that one spot you've got open. You put it in there, it hit off the post, goes in. Tarasenko gets his 19th goal. Barbashev gets his fourth assist. Stasny gets his 21st assist. The Blues are up 3-2. to two. They look pretty good before this. Four minutes, 17 seconds in. I thought they came out really playing well in this second period, but that was not to last. The next three goals would be from the Panthers. Your game. Then... Here's a chance in front. Panthers have tied it at three. Well, I think the play here looked like it was all Trocek forcing the play in the offensive zone. And Verbata getting rewarded by hanging around. It hasn't been easy for Verbata either. But you've got the play to the net, and then you've got Trocek coming in. So the play to the net by Brickley, and then Trocek coming in afterwards, and then a third opportunity, cleaning it up for Bonagas. Top one the draw, Hubert over the net, he scores! Hoobie doobie doo! He does it again, 16 on the year, and the Panthers have their first lead of the night. Case in point, just don't think, spin around and shoot it. Oh boy, I have to think that maybe this was something that both Huberdeau and Barkov had talked about that puck was in sort of a no man's zone right in the middle but you'll see the first guy to it happens to be Huberdeau he had to anticipate that play maintains possession and then the flip to Trocek who shoots he scores Vinny Trocek his 16th of the year and the Panthers are up 5-3 Matheson set him up You'll remember the Panthers scored five in a row back in October when they first played him. And I'll tell you what, the St. Louis Blues are going to change their goalie, I think. Or are they? Yeah, they're going to change their goalie. But everybody's standing around. After the Tarasenko goal in this period, it was just all downhill for the Blues. They were just dominated by the Panthers. They would get those three goals. The first goal scored to make it 3-3 three to three tie. Redeem Verbata would get his fifth goal. Brickley gets his eighth assist. Trocek gets his 23rd assist. The Panthers went ahead on Jonathan Huberto's 16th goal and Barkov's 25th assist at 15:55. And then they took a two-goal lead at 16:37 of the second when Vincent Trocek gets his 16th and Matheson gets his 10th assist. I don't know what to say. It was probably one of the worst played periods I've seen the Blues play this year. They were only outshot 12-9. But you wouldn't know it by the score at the end of that period. Are the Panthers going to continue to dominate? Well, the Blues would get a power play in the third period, but it wouldn't be the Blues scoring. It would be the Panthers getting a shorthanded goal 13 minutes and two seconds in to the third to take a commanding 6-3 to three lead. In his skates, McKenzie looking for a break with Sevier. Sevier trying to get a step. He's in. Sevier shoots and scores. It's a shorty. Sevier gives the Panthers a half dozen. 6-3 Florida leads. They are the number one shorthanded scoring team in the NHL. They did it again. 
that had to be one of the most demoralizing goals the Blues have given up this year. It was like somebody just let the air out of a tire. The Blues, I thought, were playing better in that third period. They were getting some more opportunities. But man, to give up that shorthanded goal, it's just terrible. Just terrible. That would be uh, Sivier's sixth goal of the year. McKenzie gets his eighth assist, 13-02. The Blues are down 6-3. to three. But there's one guy that I thought played a very good game, one of the few bright spots in this Panthers-Blues game, and that was the youngster, Tage Thompson. He was scrappy. He was pushing people around. He was getting opportunities, and he would finally put one of those opportunities in the net to get his third goal to make it a little bit closer. Two, but the Panthers scored three goals on six shots. In a span of 4-14, now the Blues get one back in front. And it is now 6-4. Well, we saw what happened in Philadelphia where Mike Yo was quick to take out the goaltender as they started that game very poorly in Philly after 40, but they battled hard in the last period to make it a game and put a little scare into the hometown Flyers. Well, that's a nice pass there by Saboka. That's a playmaker's pass right to the slot in the quiet area of the ice. It is so nice to see the youngsters starting to do well for the Blues. That would be Thompson's third goal of the season. Sabotka gets his 14th assist. Petrangelo gets his 23rd assist. 17 minutes, 19 seconds in. The Blues are down by 2, 6-4. But that would be all of the Blues scoring. Vincent Trocek would end up getting an empty net goal. Let's go ahead and get into the stats of the game. And they're not good stats for the Blues, so... The Panthers are 18-18-6 now with that win. The Blues fall to 26-17-3. Shots on goal, 36 for the Panthers, 30 for the Blues. Both teams had two power play opportunities, and neither team were able to get a power play goal. The Panthers dominated the Blues on the faceoffs, 64-36%. to No excuses for that. Trocek gets two goals, his 16th and 17th. And also an assist. Barkov gets a goal as 14th and adds two assists. Huberto gets a goal as 16th, adds two assists. Ekblad gets a goal. Uh, Sivier gets a shorthanded goal, his sixth goal of the year. Just a good effort by the Panthers and a bad effort by the Blues. Stasny gets a goal for the Blues, his 10th, adds an assist. Tarasenko gets a goal as 19th. He also adds an assist. Tate Thompson gets the last Blues goal, his third goal of the year. Pareko gets a nice goal, his fifth of the year, and Barbashev gets two assists. Jake Allen was pulled in this game. He allowed five goals on just 23 shots. And then Carter Hutton came in, but it was a little too little, a little too late. Let's go ahead and get into the post-game interview, where the only person we're going to hear from this time is Coach Mike Yo. We just weren't good enough. That's, uh, you know, I think that they... uh, they came out, they competed hard, harder than us, and uh, we didn't raise our level. We, we got, you know, we had a pretty decent start, and then we kind of sat back a little bit. They pushed back, and we didn't, we didn't respond to that. We won't accept that anymore. Not, not anymore. We haven't accepted it, but this is, this is where we draw the line in the sand. That's enough. Um, you know, that's it's not who we are, and that's uh, it won't continue. 
Mike has seen an awful loose in the back end on defense. Is it the defense? Is that Jake? Is it a little bit of hold? Uh, I would say collectively as a group tonight, we were not good enough. I, I think that. Uh, some of the things that uh, that our forwards were doing uh, put our D in some vulnerable positions, but we, we need our defensemen to play better than that, no question. Whether it's uh, some of the one-on-one -on -one play or our execution, uh, we got to be stronger than that. And uh, and Jake, you know, Jake's going through a hard time right now. That's let's be honest. That's uh, you know, I, I think that he had a good start to the game, and then next thing you know, um, we're doing some things that put him in a bad position, and that's. You know, obviously, I think the second period, he, he, we know that that's not the level that Jake can play at. That's, you know, I, I go into every game expecting Jake to play what we saw last year. That's who he is. Uh, but we also have to help him out too, and uh, and that was that was disturbing tonight. So are you a, a kick the water cooler, break a stick kind of guy to deliver a message? Do you go about it differently? How do you? You know what? We just luckily we have a break here. And we'll figure out what the path is going forward. But like I said, it's just that's enough. It's enough of uh, you know, it's it's enough of games like that. You know, that it's unacceptable. We can't accept it. Playing in front of our home crowd, playing like that, um, being loose, giving up goals the way, giving up chances the way we were giving up. That's uh, that's enough. Mike, Jake went through something last January too. You think it's apples and oranges, or could there be something? Well, I think that the one thing that that uh, he has going for him is that he's been through it and he's come out of it. Um, but uh, it's not going to, you know. I think that he's also going to see that it's not just going to turn around just because you want it to. Uh, it's going to be a tough thing that he's gone through, and and he can he can, you know, he can use that going forward. Um, you know, I think he can also use Hutz right now. Hutz, Hutz has played real well for us, and and uh, that can give Jake some time to, to find things. So I don't know what the plan is going forward. I, there's no question that that uh, that I still believe in Jake, and the team still believes in Jake, and we know that he'll get back to the level that he can play at. Um, and you know, luckily he has been through it and come out on the other side of it. Are you about Jake? You, you say, but well, I'm concerned about every player on our team. You know, that's that's always your job as a coach is 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 to, you know, obviously that you've got a, a a team game, a structure, all that kind of stuff. Your job is to make sure that people's heads are in the right place and feel good about themselves and, and are prepared. Um, so of course I'm compared. You know, I'm concerned about him. He's a he's a, a a great teammate and he wants to do very very well and things are not going well for him. So. Um, you know, he has to do his part. We have to do our part to help him get out of it. Is a break what this team needs? Well, yeah, like I said, I don't know if the break's good or bad right now. I, I wish that, you know, we didn't have to sit on this for for this period of time. But regardless, you know, I, I look at where we're at right now, and uh, and obviously some teams that are, are behind us are going to be playing some games, and some teams that are ahead of us are going to be playing some games. I, I would think that... We'll still be in a playoff position when we come out of this break. Um, you know, it, it's going to be tighter. Uh, and if we're not, whatever. But I mean, bottom line is, you know, we had a great start to the season and we earned that. And, you know, the way things have gone lately, we've earned that too. So we have to, we have to own that right now and recognize the opportunity that we have coming out of this break, you know, to, to get back to our game and, and to, uh, to make sure that the story at the end of the season is a good story. Mike probably doesn't do any good to analyze any of the goals yeah. tonight, but one head scratcher was off the face-off there, the fourth one, I think it was. Yeah. It looked like you guys were flat-footed. 
Yeah, I think that that was the, that was that was a, sort of a play that described our entire game. To be honest with you, I mean that one happened real quick and it ended up in the back of our net. But there was a number of plays like that that were either one-on-one battles or you know one-on-one situations that uh, that we weren't sharp enough in. Was the first ten minutes as good as it looked, or was that <coughs> illusory? Yeah, I'm not gonna, you know, this this is a sixty-minute game, sixty-five maybe. I mean. We weren't good enough for the game. You've been scoring some more goals lately. Have you sacrificed some defense to, to get to that offense? Uh, not in the Washington game. We played pretty solid in that game. That's a good team. But, uh, but you know, two of the last three games were just not even close to good enough. So, again, we have to bear ownership of that. And and uh, it's, it's not acceptable. I, I get wanting to stay out of the box and not be shorthanded, but part of that pushback that you talked about, would you like to see your team respond differently physically with some of the well part of part of the physical response is um you know they're trying to get in on the four check all teams are going to do that and they're going to try to disrupt you and, and be physical part of the part of the response is is showing that that's not going to get to you you know if you go back and you execute um and you make a play and you catch two guys caught in the wrong position and next thing you know you're you're getting an odd man situation up the ice then they're going to be a little more hesitant to do that. But, you know, if it works every time they do it, then obviously they're going to keep on doing it. And then, you know, I think just, you know, it's the individual, it's the individual, uh, you know, physical toughness in that situation, but it's the collective team toughness in that situation too. Coach Mike's dead on. The team did not play a tough game. They didn't seem like they were mentally prepared. Too many mistakes. And Jake Allen just did not have a good game. I know a lot of fans like to bash him and a lot of fans love him. There tends to be a lot of people that aren't in the middle of that, but I try to be. you got to take the good with the bad. Jake's still a good goaltender. It's not the end of the world. The guys are going to get some days off. Hopefully they can refresh and uh, start new against Toronto next Tuesday. I do expect them to come out very good against Toronto, and if they play their game, they'll be able to get a win. Let's go ahead and get back to the All-Star Game rosters. Let's get to the Western Conference now. Central Division, the forwards are going to be Patrick Kane, Nathan McKinnon, Braden Shin, Tyler Sagan, Eric Stahl, Blake Wheeler, defense John Klingberg, Alex Petrangelo, yes. So two blues, Braden Shin and Petrangelo make it, no Tarasenko. And I can understand why people wouldn't uh, vote for Tarasenko. I really can. Um, He's had struggles up until recently where he wasn't scoring. And when you don't do that, the fans notice it, and you don't get voted into the All-Star game. The other defensemen will be Subban. Goalies will be Hellebuck from Winnipeg and Pekka Rene from Nashville. Going to the Pacific Division, we're going to have Brock Bozer, the great player from Vancouver, who very quietly is just having a great, great year, but nobody's really talking about him outside of Vancouver. Johnny Gaudreau of Calgary, Anze Kopitar of L.A., who's had a resurgence with them, Connor McDavid, poor guys, doing his best to keep that team afloat, but he needs a lot of help from other people. James Nill from the very surprising expansion, Vegas Golden Knights, Richard Raquel from Anaheim, Brent Burns, Drew Doughty, uh, Oliver ekman Larson, Mark andre Fleury, and Jonathan Quick. The coach of that team is going to be Gerard Gallant. And sorry, I forgot to say this. The coach of the, the, coach of the Central Division is going to be Peter Laviolette, the Nashville coach. So it should be a good all-star game I guess I'm not really an all-star fan I think when you have a chance to bring in new fans and your best thing to do is make it three on three 
where it's all offense and the goalies just get shell shocked and the games end up being 10 to 8, 10 to 5. It's not something good when you're giving a fan a product who maybe has not been to a hockey game that is nothing like the product they would see in a regular season game. You don't see the NFL cutting their rosters back. You don't see baseball cutting it back to where they have two outfielders, two infielders, a pitcher, and a catcher. I mean, that's ridiculous. I don't know why the NHL feels this is just so much more exciting. I think a lot of people that are NHL fans don't watch this game, and it's because of that. You know, if you love it, hey, that's great. I'm glad you love it. I'm glad it entertains you, but I'm just one of those people that I have no use for it. It's it's not the true NHL game. It's just all offense. There's no defense. And, you know, I know a lot of times in All-Star games, even when it was 5-on-5, five five, there wasn't a lot of defense. But it was still more fun for me to watch. 3-on-3 three three to me is just a joke. Uh, getting back to the Blues again, I think everything's going to be fine. I know a lot of people are worried, but I'm not too worried yet. There's a lot of season to go, and there's only up from here. I mean, they could get worse, but I don't see how with the roster that they have. I want to thank everybody for joining me for this episode of the Drop Podcast. Until next time, let's go Blues. This has been the Drop Podcast. Don't forget to visit our website, www.droppodcast.com, where you can subscribe to our show and download current and past episodes from iTunes, Stitcher.com, and Google Play. You can follow The Drop on Twitter at OfficialTheDrop. For more information about lineupmedia.fm or The Drop Podcast, email us at info at lineupmediagroup.com, theofficialdrop at gmail.com, or lansd at droppodcast.com. Until next time, let's go blues. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.